Welcome to the Raise Podcast. I'm Carol Barwick. We're here to raise your confidence and inspire your creativity. Each episode, we will have a different guest who will be discussing our Raise Word. The Raise Word is a word that will encourage you or empower you and at times inspire you to explore the word a little more for yourself. Well, hello everybody and welcome to the Raise Podcast. I'm Carol Barwick. We always look at really interesting words on uh, on the Raise Podcast. And today our guest has asked to talk about the word prepare. And we're going to particularly look around um, the menopause and kind of what happens when you think your body might need to be prepared, but you don't really know what to look out for and all those questions. And we're going to talk to an amazing lady from Vibrant Midlife, Bucky Iowardi. Good morning, Bucky. How are you doing? I'm great. Hi, Carol. Hi, everybody. It's great to be here. <laughs> Thank you so much. Goodness. Vibrant midlife. Who doesn't want one of those, Bucky? And we're going to deep dive into that in a minute. But before we do that, mm-hmm. what does the word prepare mean to you? Um, you, uh, you, yeah, you know, we, we talked about this and you shared with me and for me, it's just getting ready, just being ready. And I checked the dictionary, actually, that says make ready. So I was not far off. <laughs> I love the dictionary de- definition, make ready. Okay. So that's, um, that speaks of more than just mentally preparing, doesn't it? That's a real kind of physical, you know, make sure you've done everything that you can kind of ready um tell us a little bit about how preparing helps you in in what you do Bucky so is that in my daily life or, Which, or my work let's go for work first of all and then we'll okay. we'll go for yeah daily so it it, it just helps me keep on track yeah <laughs> As you know, with a with a midlife menopausal brain, you can kind of forget many things. Oh, <laughs> or, yeah. you know, think and 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 um to your point just before we came on, um, I'm doing a lot of things. So I just need to be prepared for the various items that I'm involved with, um, just to make sure that nothing gets muddled up. I come across, I mean, I I'm professional in delivering what it is I'm doing. And so yeah. I find that preparing and not not just preparing physically to your point, but also preparing my mental state as well, um, just to know, okay, what is it I'm going to be doing today and thinking about how I'm going to approach those various tasks. Yeah. So how does that look practically? What kind of things practically do you do to prepare? Are you a planner's lady or or do you have like trello boards or or what do you do to prepare nothing high tech like that carol i'm a (laughs) keep it simple type of girl i would review my calendar the night before yeah i i know which meetings i have i would also make lists so i just use a pen and paper make a list i'm good and mentally i just think about okay how what you know that task how am i going to approach it if i need to write things down i might not necessarily do that um if i need to uh, do some research i will go away and do that as well depend it, de- it depends on the task but those are the kind of practical things that i do that's excellent because i mean i think 
sometimes particularly with social media and the way that people are always showing their planners or showing the list of things that they're doing people kind of feel like this is the way I should be doing it but I think one of the elements of being truly prepared Mm -hmm. is owning how you do it yourself and doing it that way and saying no I'm not doing it for the gram (laughs) I'm doing it (laughs) for my own (laughs) mental health and well-being and professionalism Um, and therefore I need to do it the way that I know how to do it and if lists and and things are your way Mm -hmm. in calendars then um that's the best way to prepare isn't it so it's a list but I do like a list with different colors pens so I would write in black absolutely cross out in red or a different color just to yeah just to keep it colorful (laughs) I yeah I don't know if you remember but back in my day we had the I think it was like 10 color pen in one pen yeah that was that was very, very, that was my vibrant life. I have one of those, or a <laughs> few of those, actually. <laughs> Thank goodness. Do you have any sparkly gel pens, just while we're talking about it? No, 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 no. <laughs> just that one, but I do have felts. I have different felts, and okay. I like, I just like colours. So I like. You, you might need some sparkly gel pens in your okay, life. I'll just I'll put that out that there. I'll take that on board. I'll take that on board. Any, anyone that's listening out there that wants me to sponsor glittery gel pens and send me some. I am here for it. Absolutely <laughs> here for it. Anyway, we digress. Um, I said at the top of the podcast that we were really going to talk a little bit about um, menopause, particularly because we're coming up to um, Menopause Awareness Day uh, on the mm-hmm. 18th of October. So as you said, you've been very, very busy. Tell us a little bit about your preparations for for all the things that you've been doing around menopause that's a big question Bucky you can split that into as many bits as you want to (laughs) okay Okay. so in my in my role at the NHS obviously I work at the NHS I'm a menopause lead um, within the our workforce training and education directorate and that role involves um, creating menopause interventions for our NHS workforce Um, the NHS is the largest workforce in Europe it's got 1.3 million people and about one in four one in three of those people are in the age bracket that fall into um, the endopause age bracket that's 45 Mm. to 55 okay and so that that as an organization they recognize that we could be vulnerable so we need to keep those women in work and we need to create resources that support them so some of the things that we've done obviously because it's menopause month as well as menopause day is um, we had a a webinar to our whole entire directorate around menopause, um, which that went down well, that was last week. Um, We, I also have um, some of our networks, their planning meetings, and they've invited me along to speak at those meetings. Um, one of my colleagues in Southwest London, he's a man who's really, really, he's, he looks after the health and well-being um, function in, um, in Southwest London, and he's really engaged in the menopause space, and we need male allies, so Absolutely. he's organising an event at the end of the month, I'll be supporting him there as well. Excellent. Um, we also have, I also have a, a few other speaking gigs externally as well, so I, I was at one last week where um, it's called Women Wimbiz Nigeria. It's Women in Business and um, Public Life. Um, it's a, 
a renowned women's organization for a Nigerian, but they launched in London. And so okay. I spoke at that platform on that on that platform. And I have another one coming up next week. Um, on the 19th, that's a large Nigerian bank, and they're 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 supporting their workforce and um their it's called W community, so they have a women's community. So with all of these things, obviously I'm speaking, so I'm preparing what I'm going to say. I'm preparing, you know, um, and it's you know each thing is individual and different, yeah. so you yeah. have to tailor what you're saying. Um, but at the end of the day, it's talking about menopause resources, e-learning where people can go to find what they need, et cetera, et cetera. That's super. It's so good to know that's happening, particularly that the people in the NHS are, are kind of recognising that it's people in the NHS that are also going through the menopause, of course, and um, training and facilitating them so that they can continue to work um and then that has a knock-on effect for obviously the other women uh, that they're working with um but I did also want to pull out the fact that you've got this fantastic um man on board and how important it is that men are starting to understand just how debilitating menopause is how life-changing it is for women mm -hmm. I know that it's something that um I've talked to my son about so he's aware of the menopause and periods and that kind of thing and we've always been very open mm -hmm. um and it was actually my dad that helped me to understand when I was a teenager what my period actually was and I remember it making me feel incredibly safe mm -hmm. and informed yeah. um and that's so important so important that he's a he's a lead on that and then you're you're supporting him in that Absolutely. um that's excellent. Um, tell me a little bit about your your journey with menopause and what's kind of led you to specialising in this area. So yeah, that's a fantastic question. So I'm I'm a healthcare professional. I'm a pharmacist by profession. Okay. I've always worked in that space in the healthcare space, and my menopause was about started about. 2012 that kind of time was yeah. when i when i noticed it particularly i wasn't working in the menopause space at that time but i obviously being a healthcare professional i knew what was going on yeah um and i was i was actually living and working in lagos nigeria so i would walk into a room obviously lagos is a hot country 32 you know yeah 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 32 degrees and, uh, you know, there's air conditioning all over the place. I'd walk into a, 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 an air conditioned room and I'll just all of a sudden start sweating. Yeah. And people are like, are you OK? I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. I know what's going on. <laughs> you know, That was one of the things I so saw. Obviously, the flushing I experienced. The other thing I noticed um, quite early on was my gut. So I, I, I used to love um, drinking um, cappuccinos lattes you know all of, but I just found that I could just couldn't tolerate the milk anymore mm. I just found that I was yeah and I really apart from the milk and taking that out I just had really bad gut issues yeah the other thing that I was um was a problem was elbow pain I just had joint pain elbow pain really bad joint pain really bad shoulder pain all of that kind of stuff um and you know uh, you know irritability that was another one and then very i was very i am still actually quite sensitive to loud noises 
right it just triggers me <laughs> in a way so that was that's those have been my symptoms obviously moving forward and starting to work in this space i recognized that okay this is what's going on and then started to look for solutions for myself i say i'm a pharmacist i'm a pharmacist that doesn't like to take medication so i knew that i wasn't going to i wasn't going to go down the hrt route so i was okay. looking for natural solutions so for example with my gut I, I i just went on a gut reset and started to take away certain foods, introduce some other foods. So do, did a lot of food swaps. I recognized, um, uh, you know, not having heavy spicy meals late in the day. So I changed my eating window. So just kind of those kind of strategies were things that helped me. Yeah. So just starting to manage things. I mean, the thing, the thing is about knowing your symptoms and managing them <laughs> is that it then becomes a little bit easier to prepare. The problem is, I think, when you don't quite know what you're preparing for, you know that something's, you know, as a woman, we know that something's going to happen eventually. Mm -hmm. um, but but knowing what it what it looks like for us, are there are there symptoms that every single woman without fail are going to experience or is it is it different for everyone? So what I'll say, Carol, is part of preparing for the menopause transition, which we know is a natural transition that typically will happen to every woman, is to become aware of what it is and what are the symptoms. So become aware of menopause and the stages, and they're different, you know, it, it comes, there's the menopause, which is one time point, there's yeah. the perimenopause, that yeah. is the time that leads up to menopause, when people start to experience symptoms. Yeah. So become aware of what it is, become aware of what kind of symptoms women may experience, and then become aware of your own symptoms. Every woman's experience is individual, it's unique. Yeah. So it's about us preparing by informing ourselves Becoming whether we aware, think it's happening. Getting informed. Absolutely. Okay. Because I was talking to you just yeah. before we started recording um, about the fact that I have long COVID and the symptoms that I have and how difficult it is to differentiate and know what might be masking as something else. And I know that obviously a lot of ladies have got various chronic illnesses or they may be neurodivergent in some way so sensitive to noise and things like that mm -hmm. um and so it's trying to pick it all apart and mm -hmm. say this is definitely that and this is definitely that which is quite an art I think so I I, I to and I totally get that but in preparing and, be and being aware and knowing your own body when you have a conversation with your healthcare professional, yeah. who typically, if one has a chronic condition, you're probably being managed by a specialist. Mm. Um, it it it's helpful to 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 to, to you know to have a, a log of symptoms of symptoms or whatever, so that you can have an informed conversation. Menopause at, at after the age of forty five, menopause is typically diagnosed by symptoms. So again it's useful to understand symptoms, know what symptoms 
are, po are possibly related to the menopause and also knowing what's going on for yourself to help that conversation when 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 it comes up so really preparing as as early as possible whether you think it might be about to happen or not just informing yourself what i hope this doesn't put you on the spot but what kind of age do you think we should be becoming aware of those kind of things the menopause and that kind of thing i would say any woman from the age of 35 right i'm not saying menopause starts at that time yeah 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 <laughs> but from the age of 35 if you're if you you know you if you you've, you've had a family or you're having a family and and you start to notice changes in your body typically um we say women start to ex women women start to experience symptoms from 45 to 55 yeah. but some women experience um early menopause some experience premature menopause some as a result of other underlying conditions might some you know women that have have, have have cancer treatment, for example, are, are induced into menopause as a result of treatments, which is right. surgical menopause. So there are various, but a, a woman should start to, you know, just become aware of what could possibly be coming along down the road. Yeah. And I mean, the thing you, you were talking about, your particular symptoms and mm. the gut issues and that kind of thing, mm. I think it's fair to say that preparing your body in the best way possible is just not going to hurt you is it Absolutely. it's never a bad idea to swap out those processed foods and the things that you know mm -hmm. are really not great for anybody don't really do anybody any favors they're they're nice and mm -hmm. they're they're comfort food but yeah. so being able to prepare your body and look after your body I mean as as both of us are, are Christians, you know, the idea of your body being a temple and mm -hmm. looking after it. Mm -hmm. um, and obviously, if you're not a Christian, you still want to look after your body. That's just mm -hmm. that's something that we understand as a mm -hmm. temple kind of idea. Um, but I think preparing your mind and, and your body to have this vibrant life that you, um, you know, talk about and um see is so important tell us a little bit about what a vibrant midlife is to you so a, a, vi a vibrant midlife I, I I'll take a step back there are two things I want to touch on that you talked about Carol mm -hmm. um, just now one is preparing mentally that mindset piece is so important yeah you know it's so so key so how I came up with the name vibrant midlife is if you google midlife the first thing that's thrown up is midlife crisis. Yeah. And I, when I knew that I wanted to work in this space, obviously I wanted to have midlife as part of what I was saying, but I wanted it to be a mid and, and, and you know, just come at it with a different paradigm. Yeah. I believe midlife is an amazing phase of life. Vibrant, that word means to be energized, to be full spirited, to be, you know, full of life and energy. Mm. And to to be honest, I'm not taking away anything from the fact that women experience symptoms, which can be quite impactful. Yeah. But I choose this lens. I yeah. choose this paradigm of midlife and say, you know what? I know that we can live a vibrant midlife. Let's get into community and let's figure out how we do it. Yeah. 
Yeah, love that. Um, I did really want to put in my my friend set up a group and it's absolutely brilliant and it's called um oh no, see, I've forgotten it already. This was my problem. Where help where are my hormones gone? Or something like that. But the in the funny thing is that I can't remember what it's called. <laughs> okay so whenever I look at look it up I can't I can't remember what it's called and I think that's absolutely ironic (laughs) I can't remember what a hormone group is called it will come back to you yeah but the idea is that it's um help I've lost my hormones that's what it's called um Mm -hmm. it's a community and it's Mm -hmm. not just a community of women that we don't know it's a community of girls that are all at high school together um Mm -hmm. and it's wonderful to just be able to be open with each other about Mm -hmm. the things that we're facing and kind of Mm -hmm. say Mm -hmm. does this happen to you kind of thing um and I think community in any kind of case is so important but particularly when you're going on that kind of journey um it's a really key key thing to be able to get involved in for women Who doesn't want a vibrant life? It's brilliant talking to Bucky today. If you're loving listening to the podcast, then please share it with your friends and make sure that you give us a five-star rating on your favourite podcast platform. Back to the episode. So Bucky, I loved what you're saying about um, vibrant midlife. My my husband and I call it a midlife avoider crisis. Um, And we've kind of, uh, we always you know there are certain things that m- maybe both of us have done that uh are new to us so we wouldn't expect to do and then we say yeah that's our midlife avoider crisis um and you're right it's that shift of perspective isn't it um I said right at the beginning who doesn't want a vibrant yeah. midlife um so what does what does your vibrant midlife entail at the moment <laughs> it's focused around my work yeah. so my work at the nhs my work in the vibrant midlife hub and the community and my work around um just supporting other women yeah to become aware of men of the menopause transition supporting them to find solutions that will help them to create a personalized menopause care plan supporting communities um our christian women black women because you know out here in the uk for example um there's a lot of talk around menopause but the menopause space is not necessarily um as diverse as it could be so just showing black women that you know what there are solutions they're out there for you having culturally sensitive solutions my life um I enjoy travel, so my my life will involve getting packing my suitcase and getting on a plane and going off somewhere Excellent. or a good meal. <laughs> I love a good meal, so a nice good meal out and hanging out with my girlfriends. You know, that's another key thing that's 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 helpful for me. My daughter, for example, she's one of my besties, so we plan times to go out together and stuff like that. Love I that. think yeah, those are that's me. I love F one, so that whenever there's a race, that that's that 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 gets my that gets my bump my blood pumping and my I mean going yeah. Oh, you're like my husband. Then my husband loves his his F one. Yeah, I love F one. I love Lewis Hamilton. So yeah, those are my things. 
<laughs> love it. What what I um what I particularly liked was the way that your face really lights up when you talk about those things, and that is vibrancy, isn't it? Mm. Um, but just to circle back to what you're saying, uh, the very first thing you said when I said, what is your vibrant midlife is you talked about your job and how important it is and how it reiterates that what you're doing in um, giving a space for women in the NHS who are having and going through the menopause Mm -hmm. space to understand it, how important that is, because it will be otherwise people like you that may have got lost along the way and not having that vibrant midlife because they're not being understood in the workplace or they're not having that understanding um you know in other contexts that are so important yeah we had a we had a we had a session because we've got a session going on at work um at the moment where we talk about the people promise so but anyway one of the leaders of the organization he said something it was so cool he said we have to look after the people that are looking after the people yeah because ultimately that whole organization patient care and the you know we know how wonderful that organization is we know how so many of us looked look to it yeah at the end of the day it is manned and run by human beings who we who need to be looked after and supported yeah 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 absolutely and it's and it's not just recognizing that is it is doing something it's about actually, it. actually the doing the do yeah. is correct yeah yeah <laughs> and being prepared to do something about it and in that context it's putting that time into it the mm-hmm. money into it to make sure those things happen mm-hmm. so that uh you can then have that vibrant midlife that makes you love your job mm-hmm. and and go on to serve other people in the way that they need to which yeah. is so important isn't it is that ripple ripple effect and it's 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 important even beyond the nhs and wider society because women of us women over 50 are the fastest growing workforce demographic right and um you know we also know from data that one in ten women leave the workforce as a result of menopause you know not being able to cope as a result of menopause symptoms three in five or three in four would say to you that menopause symptoms have impacted them at work. Yeah. So it's for, for, for women to recognize themselves and for organizations also to bear in mind that they need to be doing something now. And I know that the tide is changing. Yeah. Um, and yeah. And yeah. Yeah. Um, but the tide takes time, doesn't it? It's oh, not yeah. a, it's not it's a speedy not, process. Not, no. yeah yeah but again it's it's preparing that space and preparing people to understand in the future how important it is training people up as we said earlier on talking to our boys and making sure they know how important it is and how they can support and that kind of thing so they become men who are then like the, the guy in the nhs who's leading on it all it's all um there's a lot of preparation to do, Bucky. We, we need to get cracking. <laughs> and so to women listening, so, you know, to women listening or even men listening, it's mm. a case of, as I said, understand what's going on. At your workplace, ask questions. Yeah. Do we have us? Do we have anything to support women at this phase of life? If we don't, a good place to start is you start a little, just a little cafe even. 
And yeah. if anyone wants to know, you know, about any resources or just let me know because I can signpost you to the cows come home, you know, to where you can get useful resources to at least get started and get the conversation started for yourself and for others as well. Super. So we'll put all of um, all of that information into the show notes and ways that people can contact you because um, that's so important to have those contacts. And I think particularly, uh, you know, when you're dealing with brain fog or just not being sure whether this is or isn't, mm-hmm. you know, um, perimenopause or menopause, having a named person that you can go to that that has said, come to me, mm. is really helpful. Yeah, we write, I write, especially um, on LinkedIn, I'm starting to write a lot of articles around supporting, you know, menopause support for symptoms that we're experiencing in the workplace, all of that kind of stuff. And my social media, I talk about all sorts, <laughs> all sorts. Yeah, no, Today it's I brilliant. posted about SEX, but yeah, which is <laughs> maybe another time, but, but so important, so important. And as you said, that's probably a whole, a whole different conversation, but a conversation that needs needs to be had as well absolutely um yeah um so we always kind of throw a challenge out to the listener and I think the it seems to me anyway the obvious challenge is when you're listening today it doesn't matter whether you're a woman or a man if you're in the age bracket of menopause or not what are you going to do to prepare your mind and inform yourself about what might happen for women around you or yourself in the future. So today, could you get in touch with Bucky? Could you go on a website? Could you um, listen to someone like Davina McCall or watch some of her videos that have been so informative? What can you do today? What commitment can you make to preparing yourself so that you understand uh, the impact that this this time of life can have on women and ensure that they have a vibrant midlife and not a lonely you know difficult one have you got anything to add to that lucky i'll i'll just um to give to give people some resources so it's not okay where do i start number one i talked about menopause being diagnosed by symptoms on the vibrant midlife website we have a symptom free symptom tracker so women can get that a couple of places that women can go themselves are Women's Health Concern. That's the patient arm of the British Menopause Society. They have a lot of useful fact sheets on there. There's another website called Rock My Menopause. That's a patient facing website of the Primary Care Women's Health Forum. And I share these um, resources because these are evidence based. They're not okay. about hype. They're not about um, the TV and celebrity, yeah. these are clinicians yeah. that have put, put um, you know, resources that I can put my hand on my heart and say, by the way, this. we also have something produced at the NHS. It's called the Menopause Self-Care Fact Sheet. If you just Google Menopause Self-Care Fact Sheet, it's produced in conjunction with the Self-Care Forum. It's on their website. Again, that's a brilliant resource, resource as a starting point. So those are a few things um, that can get women started. I'm in. That- that's brilliant. Bucky, thank you so much. Um, it's been so informative and I certainly feel like um, I've got more of an idea of how to prepare going going forward, um, which is key. And I may have to use some sparkly 
gel pens in order to do that. Yeah, I'll get some too. <laughs> yes, that's our challenge. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. It's been a pleasure to be here. You're welcome. We come to the part of the podcast where I write a little verse, a little poem. Um, so just give me a few seconds while I get my thoughts in order. Prepare. Do you know where the information is? How will it make a change? How can you go from strange to familiar, from less than to more than? How can you grow wings? How can you be someone that sings, that becomes vibrant in their midlife? Someone that recognizes the importance of being prepared for anything. It's up to you. It's your responsibility, the ability to respond. So go beyond and be prepared. There you go. Amen. <laughs> Bucky, thank you so much for your time. I know you've been so busy, particularly this month. I know this podcast is going to help a lot of people. So thank you so much. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. <laughs> thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.